my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. We've got uh, Jeff and Marissa today, and we're going to talk about Prague and the Czech Republic because we were both there within the last couple of months. So let me just, let's get a broad picture. When I say Prague, what, what feelings do you get, Marissa? How do you feel about your <laughs> Yes, this is very important because Jeff and I have very different feelings on Europe. When I think of Prague, I think, one, it's actually, of all the places, if I had to go to Europe, and especially if I have to cut out, so we're going to pretend like beach locations don't exist in Europe for a moment because... You know, you all know I love the beaches, but if I'm thinking about cities in Europe and I had to choose one, I would say Prague is up there as maybe my favorite. So I will give it that. But when I think of Prague, I think of castles, which I do not like, churches, which I do not like. And sorry, that was, I don't mean anything against religion. I don't like old buildings and a lot of like cobbly, like town square, like old clocks. That's, that's what I'm going to start with. How about you? (laughs) You're just listing off like everything that I love about Europe. The cobble- <laughs> who, doesn't, cobblestone. Who, who doesn't like cobblestone? Okay, Jeff, well, when I went through, I just was in 10 different countries in Europe through all of the old places. And every single one of these places has the old cobblestone town square. And I don't like mm-hmm. it to begin with, but I just had, I had seen too many, but neither here nor there. Tell us why you love the cobblestone and the castles and all. What do you think of when you think of Prague? Well, I've got kind of a love for it because it was one of my first, it was my first travel experience back in 2004. I went to to Prague back in 2004 when it was, it wasn't quite a destination. I mean, they just pulled out of communism 12 years prior to that. And it wasn't a tourist destination yet. It was still a little bit under the radar. So it had, I don't know, it had like a kind of a special feel. Like How did you we, end we, up there back then? Random. Like we just went on a Europe <laughs> trip and somebody said, we're going to Prague. I, I couldn't find Czech Republic on a map. I prob- <laughs> probably still can't. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And it, was, it was still yeah. relatively new. Yeah. Like, so when I, when I went there, it was one of those, like the first place that you go and travel to is always going to be it's always going to stick out, right? It's always going to be. You lost your travel virginity. That's your first love. (laughs) There's always a special place in your heart. It is. And it's all, you're always going to remember those first place fondly because it's, because it was like the the first of a kind is when everything was brand new and (laughs) the cobblestones, I stole a cobblestone out of the street in Czech Republic. I stole a cobblestone and I put it in my bag and I traveled like it's, it's it must most... be like twenty pounds more. Also, it's... I want I wish that you all could see. So this is audio only on this podcast. Jeff and I can see each other as we're as we're chatting. When you were talking about your first love of Prague, you guys, Jeff is like longingly like staring up into the sky, like just like as he's if he's talking about like a long lost sweetheart. <laughs> Nostalgia, nostalgia is my just favorite. Emo- oh it's my, my favorite emotion. It's, it's funny. It's funny that we talk about stealing cobblestones because, like, like, one do you of still our. Have this? <laughs> no, I gave it. I gave it to my. Uh, he's passed. I gave it to my grandfather because he used to collect indoor rocks. So I said, like, 
That is not I'll just, I, I actually, I know I stole a cobblestone from there. I think I stole one from Munich. I stole, <laughs> I stole rocks. Oh my gosh. I didn't know Europe. this side of you. <laughs> and, and one of the, one of the things that is so precious to a nomad is weight on their bag and yeah. packing, <laughs> and packing space. Here I am adding literal oh stone to my bags. I must literally my weigh like 40 backpacks. pounds. I feel like those things are heavy. It got, it got very, very heavy. So back to your question, <laughs> my feelings on Prague were, were very colored by that first experience. And yeah. it was, um, it, everything was brand new. It was my first travel experience. And so uh, it was always like, it was a very fond memory. For yeah. me. So I decided I wanted to go back and I kept trying to go back over the last like three or four years. And it's just one of those places, you know, it's always in your head. Like, I want to go back. I want to go to this place. And it just eludes you. <laughs> Well, there's certain places that I, I I want to travel to, but it somehow just eludes travel. Like either the group you're traveling with right. is like, yeah, why would I go to Prague? Or right. or like it's just out of range. And I was like, well, I had a good opportunity to do it. There's a I had a little gap week between things I was doing, and I needed to take some time off. So I went back to Prague, and then just kind of tried to relive everything that I did. Um, but it was really hard because now that I'm remembering Prague. I'm remembering a very hazy version of it because I was 19 and I was very, very <laughs> drunk. And it was, and I got there and remembered that like, I didn't remember any of this city. I'm like, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I don't, yeah. I, I, didn't, I hardly remembered anything about it. Yeah. I don't remember a real version of it. <laughs> it's actually, I want to point out just kind of a travel thing. People say, I always butcher quotes, but I love them. Something along the lines of like, you can't step in the same river twice um, because we've changed and also like so if, imagine like a little river maybe the banks have changed maybe there's different things mm. in it and also you're literally not the same person you were i'm getting all, all philosophical on you now jeff but you are. Like, you're not oh, the same at... person as you were hey. when you come back so i also was there uh, i think in 2016 and then again mm. like, like a, a month ago or two months however long it's been and um i too was like you know I, you know, I don't usually go back to places very often. So it was really weird for me as well to get there. And I had been with a group of high school friends uh, when I went the first time. And now I was, I was uh, yeah, there was like another nomad person. And so it was really different, like how I remembered it, where I was, what I was doing, the feeling of it. Um, it's an interesting part of travel. But I will say the kind of commonality for me is that um, as much as I dislike all the castles and cobblestones, um, Prague, Prague has a magic about it. Um, I will say that. And I've heard that from a lot of people. It feels kind of like if Disneyland was real, like not a made up, like, you know, built place, I would say mm. like Prague is that like the buildings look like Disney yeah. buildings and it feels, it feels, I'm all into the energy stuff, which I'm but it, I, it feels yeah. magical to me, but, um, yeah. anyway, so Let's talk. We've got a couple different things we want to cover just for anyone who's listening and might be wondering, like, do I want to go to Prague? What's it like? And then we're going to come at it from the lens. Jeff and I were both only there for about a week this time. So let's actually, I want to start there because this is the Digital Nomad Experts podcast, Jeff. Um, is this a place, I'm going to kick it over to you to start, that you would recommend as a nomad? Or, you know, you were on vacation. So talk about like for someone thinking if they just want to travel there for a little bit for vacation or a nomad, like what are you suggesting there? It's not top of the list as a nomad place for me. I mean, yeah. it's not, there's there's not a big digital nomad community for starters. Yep. Um, second, it's... Um, it's more of a tourist destination at this point than it is yeah. like we try to find digital nomad spots that like kind of lend to that lifestyle very well. This is set up more to the lifestyle of somebody 
transient and, and visiting and like yeah. looking to eat, looking to drink, looking to party and then leave. Yeah. Like this not yeah. the the cafes aren't really set up for working. Yeah. Actually they're they're not set up for working at all. There's not a whole lot of I went to just about you know, I'm I'm very serious about my cafes. And I went to just about <laughs> all of them. And they're not like they're not really laptop friendly. Yeah. Um and, and uh, while you can get good you can get good Wi Fi. It is a fully westernized yeah. uh Central European country. So you can get good Wi Fi in Prague for sure. But you're probably gonna be working from your place. You're gonna be working yeah, from I worked from your hotel. home. The yeah. entire yeah, I had an Airbnb, which was great setup for work. But uh, yeah, sure. I worked almost entirely from home that whole entire week. Sure. So my verdict: yes, you can do it. Um, are you going to enjoy it as like maybe a new uh, digital nomad? Probably not. I don't think yeah. so. I'd, I'd put yeah. it pretty low on the list. I'd say give it a week, give it a half a week as a digital yeah. nomad, and then I, I think agree. you're probably good. And I think you're probably actually. Better off just doing a, a quick vacation there and seeing yeah. a few of the things that are, there's a lot of very cool things to do there. And a lot of it's during the day and you probably yeah. won't be able to do it as a digital nomad. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad I only did a week and I'm glad that I was on vacation. Yeah. But you, yeah, you, you worked. What, what was your, what was your feel while you're working? I did. Um, I totally agree there with that go. again, with all this. And we like to share, we're sharing some, you know, individual podcast episodes from different countries that we visit. So, you know, we'll talk about the best locations to be digital nomads, but yeah, we want to share just like where do you want to just travel to and check out maybe on your way of being a digital nomad elsewhere. So for me, um, I was kind of going through these 10 different countries, just popping around. And um, I was there, I think, for seven nights. I was there for about eight days. So I had a full, like, during the work week, I want to say the first three or four days, I almost saw nothing in Prague. Like, I had been traveling fast. I had a lot of work to catch up on. Purposefully chose an Airbnb that I knew felt good to, like, stay there and just get shit done. So, mm. yeah, I had a lot of just time in my apartment, like recovering from some fast travel and just doing work. And then I love, like you said, it's just a really amazing place to wander around during the day. And also at night, it's it's magical at night, too. Like after work, I would just kind of like walk around and feel the magic of the city. But the things that I loved were definitely just walking around all day, too. So I had pretty much just one full weekend there. And I would say that was plenty for me. That was how long I was there I was there maybe three days when I went on vacation just with friends years ago. And to me, it's enough time. So when I think about Prague, a lot of people talk about it as their favorite study abroad place. I feel like the people who studied abroad there in college, like not as many people, you know, you're more likely to go to like Barcelona or places, but when I think about it, it makes sense. It would be fun. Like if you were to move there or live there as a student, like you were saying, Jeff, it's a, it's a party scene. It's about beer and absinthe Mm -hmm. and, party. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it's not like a digital nomad community, as you said. So yeah, I think it's a cool mm-hmm. little magical place to visit for a couple days. Um, you know, there's Wi-Fi, so you can work, but it's not a magical digital nomad place to me because it's lacking, mm-hmm. lacking the community and that, that kind of special, um, yeah. feel for, for nomad life. So Let's talk about some of the fun things you did. So if someone does end up on vacation there, maybe they're like, all right, I'm nomading elsewhere. Just going to take a few days in Prague. Um, tell us. So you did, I did a couple things, but you did a lot of like a really fun, like some of the mm-hmm. more touristy things. So just kind of highlight a couple of like a couple of those and what someone could do if they're just checking out Prague for a few days. So if you're going to be going there and you've got some time, um, yeah. really, really good 
uh, Airbnb experiences. I don't know if anyone's done that or if people are aware of it, but will you explain if if nobody staying. has done that? What is yeah. Airbnb experience versus like staying at Airbnb? So you've got two components to Airbnb. The first one everybody knows about you you rent a space basically, and yep. and then there's another component called Airbnb experiences, mm-hmm. and those are it's kind of like if anybody knows Meetup. They're they're different things to do. They're different events, and it can yeah. range across the board. It could be like, uh, and these are set up by individual people. They could be like a painting class or it could be a full blown walking tour, or it could be, um, I did a, a 10 course chef's meal at his house, which was really cool. Um, and it was like eight other people. We came there and we had this, uh, like, you know, Michelin star chef service, a bunch of Czech food. So it, it kind of goes across the board. I, I, planned out my entire week around these Airbnb experiences because there was, um, awesome. there's a lot of them to do. There's a, a wide range of things to do. Um, most of them, anybody that knows me involved a good deal of drinking. Beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah beer. And that's a good point. When we talk about things to do in Czech Republic, Czech Republic is the number one beer consumption, uh, capital of the world by a large margin. It's like, I didn't know that fact. Oh, by huge margin. Um, it's like uh, 200 Texas something. Texas is drinking beer. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like 174 liters per person per year. And the second most <laughs> is Austria, down to like 100. Wow. So, so if you are a beer drinker, a they drink. Wikipedia fact there, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and, and it surprises a lot of people because I think, well, maybe America. maybe. I would Ireland have thought like Germany or, yeah, I don't know. Germany's down there a little bit too. Yeah, it's it's not. So if you're a beer drinker, that's a place for you. And they, they drink uh, Pilsen beers. And if you go somewhere, what you want to get is like a tank Pilsen, which means they just like tank it in fresh that day. And it comes out great. And they'll serve like a Pilsner Urkel or Budvar, which is actually Budweiser. Somebody came to the Czech Republic, drank Budvar, and then went home to the States and made his own version of it with the same recipe and stole (laughs) it and called it Budweiser. So that's how we got Budweiser. And they got into these huge legal debates where both companies hate each other. And they've decided that America gets to sell... Budweiser and Europe gets to sell Budvar. So you won't find Budweiser anywhere in Europe. You won't find Budvar anywhere in the United States, except for in England where they have them both for some reason. <laughs> they have a neutral, they've got a, de, they've got a demilitarized zone there where they both sell Budvar and English people don't care. Nobody buys it. Okay. So I think I just want to point out with Airbnb experiences. Um, so this was in Prague, but for anyone listening, I think this is a good, like we pull this back as just traveling tips as a nomad or vacationing. Uh, Airbnb experiences are awesome. So I've done, I did one when I was in um, Budapest just recently, but there's like all different things you can do. And it's just, it's a cool way to meet locals too. Cause it's usually just local mm-hmm. people who live in the city and they want to do some type of like tour or like they'll show you the local, this, that, the other food. Um, but it, it feels less touristy, even though it is, but you get like, I don't know, just kind of real people who live there. It's a cool way to meet locals and just do different mm-hmm. things. Like they all have their unique little vibes. So check that out. Any like that's all over the world now. Um, so yeah, yeah, just a little tip yeah, there. You'll so, find unique things off the beaten path that are very, very local. That's a good point. Like 
it, and it's fun just next place any of you travel just hop on airbnb experiences just to see what's yeah. there you're gonna find some really cool random stuff yeah i kind of forget that they exist often but i was on airbnb yeah. too just like messaging my host and it was like you might like to do this like you know atv tour or whatever this i was like oh yeah i forgot i could do yeah. this um, is that side note with Romania? Is that what you guys did for the um, that like abandoned uh, place yeah. tour? That, yeah, you guys will have to. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Romania on a different episode. But anyway, so we what did other... a little breaking and entering Airbnb experience. <laughs> you can find well, anything just... there, guys. We'll, Story yeah, we'll for do that. another yeah, day. We'll come back exactly for a Romania episode to find out the creepiest yeah. things in Romania. But um, <laughs> okay, so you did the beer tour. You did the um, sh- that ten course meal to chef's house. I remember seeing your pictures. It looked epic. What are there any other like Airbnb experiences or just kind of fun things to do in Prague? Yeah, it's um, you, you mentioned walking. Prague is awesome city for yes. walking. I think I walked an average of seven miles a day. It's just Same. so much to see. Yeah. I, I was living in, and we should settle our geography a little bit here <laughs> for the audience because it's going to, it'll be a little overwhelming when you look at Prague and say, yeah. where do I stay? The yeah. two main places that you stay are either in um, Newtown or Old Town. Yeah. Old Town is the more touristy area. It's very, very touristy. You're going to yeah. get tourist prices, which are still really good relative to most Western like if you're coming from anywhere Western Europe or over the States, still good, but you're going to get tourist prices. Um, and the difference between Old Town and New Town is New Town was built in 1300. <laughs> right? So that's <laughs> technically the New Town. So when you think of New Town, it doesn't mean skyscrapers or anything like that. It means it was built after 1300. And there's actually, <laughs> there's a separator in the street. You'll see it. It goes yeah from a little cobblestone area to another cobblestone area. <laughs> and there's actually a little archway that you walk through. And yeah. in that archway, there's a little owl on a swivel, like right above the archway. And if the owl is down, it means it's the parking is full for all the carriages <laughs> and there's no room for any more horses. And if the owl is up, it means you can fit your horse in there and you walk into Old Town. I missed this. You're full of little little knowledge. I, I learned it. a lot about Prague. I had a whole <laughs> week to do nothing but walk around. I was working. You asked me when I first got there. You're like, "Are you staying in Old Town or New Town?" I was like, "I don't." I was so disoriented when I got there and so exhausted from travel. <laughs> you were like, "Look yeah. out of your window. Are there cobblestones or not?" I was like, "Okay, good question." <laughs> but they're close together. And I, I had stayed in Old Town when I went the first time with friends, which I loved yeah. at the time because I was really there just to like be a tourist. I hate that word, but like I was. If I'm I'm being honest with myself and um it was fun to really just be like in the heart of of all the cobblestones and the old plate you know just the the places and this time mm. i say Newtown, which is probably like a five minute walk from yeah. from all the cobblestone places but it felt like i i was around a lot more local people the restaurants weren't as expensive it just felt like kind of i was yeah. like living life as a more of a local there which was nice so it just depends it's- what you're looking for Exactly. I, my advice, stay in Newtown because it's going to be a little cheaper and Old yeah. Town is totally walkable. You can walk yeah, in, walk in, walk out. Um, yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the tours that you're going to go on, like some of the things that, that we'll talk about today, like they will be in Old Town. You just walk yeah. in and do it. Um, like a, a very cool thing to do is the, the Green Ferry Tour. Czech Republic is <laughs> known for absinthe and people have a lot of a lot of interest in absinthe and a lot of questions about absinthe. yeah give us reason... your fun facts on you like have a lot of good new knowledge and i was like oh this is interesting so okay like, break it down if you're just share a couple like quick facts you learned about absinthe while you were on this experience there 
breakdown for us. Yeah. Would you learn? So everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's, um, they think of absinthe as a hallucinogen, right? You think you're going to see yep. a green fairy, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So really the, the history of it is they started making absinthe in Switzerland, Czech Republic kind of area. And um, it's basically, it's made out of wormwood and some other, uh, a number of other things. Um, and it became really, really popular. And then it became really popular in France. And unfortunately, amongst the elite, they started drinking a lot of it instead of wine. So wine producers of very high-end wine got very upset with this because <laughs> it was taking a lot of their customers. It became a, it became a very high-class, high-end type of thing to do. And so they launched a smear campaign against Absinthe, saying it makes you hallucinate, it makes you crazy, all this kind of stuff. Um, all of which was untrue. The only thing true about the quote-unquote hallucination part of it is that it has something in it from Wormwood called um, Cujones. And Cujones are somewhat like, it's a very, very mild version of what you'd find in like pseudoephedrine, like cough medicine or something, which can make you a little bit more active. So if you drink a lot of <laughs> absinthe, you won't get as tired and, and pass Ooh. out. Right. So if you drink a ton of it, you'll get a little extra. You'll get way drunker faster than you know, these Cujones will affect you and make you see anything. But what, is ha what would happen is people drink so much of it that they just stay up for days on end. <laughs> and when you stay up that long, you're going to start to hallucinate because you're not sleeping. So, <laughs> so we could not drink absinthe and just not sleep and have the same <laughs> effect, basically. You would have the same exact effect, exactly. So every, everybody now, there's limitations on the number of Cujones because people still think that it makes you hallucinate. Um, right. And it, it's, it's really not true. It's just a little bit of an upper type of drink. It's kind of like drinking a very, very, like a tiny bit of Red Bull and vodka. So just drink Red Bull and vodka or don't sleep. This is not medical advice on the show, guys. <laughs> not We're not doing any medical advice. Absinthe will not make you hallucinate. It, um, it I think it tastes terrible if you like the taste of anise like licorice it's going to taste like licorice oh, i hate I that taste. A really long time ago i hate that taste too yeah i think i think it's absolutely awful some people love it i met a guy from vienna that was there just to quote unquote drink all the absinthe his face could handle <laughs> <laughs> oh the beauty of travelers be me <laughs> and, he, and he did he, he tied one on when i met him we had a, we had a good time uh, but that's a tour. The Green Ferry Tour is is a lot of fun. You can learn a lot about the history there. Um, it's actually a walking tour, so you go from one spot to another spot. So they will yeah. tell you about the city, some of the things I told you about, like that archway in the old town and new town. You'll get that while getting drunk on apps. Yeah. Beautiful. I want to actually talk about um, walking tours real quick. Some of you listening may be super familiar with them, maybe not, but they're actually a really mm -hmm. amazing way to like any place you go. I, I don't like kind of like museums and tours and history. <laughs> like that's just me. Jeff is, Jeff loves his history. You can hear amazing facts, but um, I do try to do them <laughs> because again, they're usually put on by just kind of like local people who live there. Uh, they're usually free. So if you just go online and type like walking tour in whatever city that you're in, uh, there's usually a bunch, you know, a couple different options, a couple different times. You usually just go and like meet in the main town square or wherever the main kind of touristy places are. And they're typically free to join. And then if you are enjoying it, if you stay, then you will tip that person at the end. But it's kind of a good nod. Like I've been on some where I've gotten there and just I was like, I, I can't listen to this person for an hour. I got to get the F out of here. And I've left. And so it's a nice Same. way to 
Um, which again, like the point of it is, yeah, it's like their job is to, to be a good tour guide, have good energy. And, um, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a cool kind of non-committal way to go. And if you like it, keep going with them. And if you don't, I've just kind of been like, all right, I'm going to go walk around and explore this on my own. So just kind of more tourist tips for the day. This, this episode is about tourist tips. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for the walking tours, I'll do them if it's like an absinthe tour or a beer right. drinking tour. I don't want to just listen to history. Yeah. <laughs> I want to drink. I want to drink while I'm doing it. Cause I, same with you. Like give me half an hour, one hour. I'm done. I'm bored and I'm walking. Yeah. yeah. But if you're taking me from, you know, one, <laughs> one cool spot to another and, and yeah. drinking along the way, there's plenty of tours like that. If that's what yeah. You're yeah. And all different ones. There's different themes as well. So it can be um, like when I was in Poland, I did, or I actually left this one, but I started a walking tour and there's one of like um, just the, I forget specifically what it was. There's like different ones in the main square versus like the Jewish, you know, Holocaust sort of stuff. You know, there's all different types. Mm-hmm. So you can find specific ones. Um, so the, the, the last little experience I want to talk about in Prague, which I actually stumbled upon, I was there the, literally the week before, I think I left like two days before you got there that I told you about, which I feel like I've never read on a blog. I didn't find on list. There was no experiences about it. I saw a random picture of this mm-hmm. little, I didn't even know what it was. It was like this little animal in a park. And I was like, I must go find, it. I love animals. And I was like, oh. must go find this thing. And like you said, it's a great, Prague is an amazing place to walk. So I think it was a Saturday. I was just, it was a beautiful day. Kind of was walking around town. There's a river that runs through all of Prague that's really beautiful. And there's a little island within, like within the river, there's this island that you can kind of, uh, you can walk to. There's a bridge to it. Um, and on this little place, you like walk down um, just a really nice park. There's tons of both tourists and locals just like picnicking, hanging out, lounging, like kind of eating. And if you go like all the way down on the right side of this island, there's all of these, which I discovered were muskrats, which I didn't, I, I've like heard the word, but I don't really, I don't know if you're listening. I, I didn't really know what a muskrat was, what it looked like, but they kind of look like mini beaver otter it's type beaver. of creatures. Yeah, it's, it's, like, like a, it's like a beaver otter. Yeah. It's a different tail. They have like a rat tail, which is like kind of creepy, but the, if yeah. you don't look at its tail, it looks like a beaver. And there's like, I think uh, there's a guy that said there was like maybe 60 of them that just are always around because there's always people feeding them and they'll walk up to you and they are so cute. So before I just go off on this, tell me about your experience because you equally loved the the muskrats. And I think I'm like here to put like my flag down in, in the stone that like this is a must do attraction in Prague and it should be on every list. I don't know why it's not. It was number one for me. Like, Better than the castles. <laughs> Better than anything else there. But yeah, what was yeah. your experience? <laughs> well, my experience was I I didn't know what it was until I saw your Instagram story. And I'm like, yeah. what is that adorable little so beaver cute. otter? What I like I I didn't I didn't know how to, it's like one of those every now and then you see like an animal on the Discovery Channel. I'm like, what is that? Like I've never <laughs> yeah, even heard of this thing. <laughs> it's adorable. Okay, first off, it, it's adorable. And you you walk down to the bank there and there's like you said, there's, there's a bunch of these things just kind of like swimming around and like walking yeah, they along swim. the shore. They're swimming everywhere. Yeah. They're swimming everywhere. And, and they're they're very, very sociable too. So you, yeah. you you walk up to the bank and it'll just like waddle up to you. This adorable little thing. <laughs> waddle is a good put, word. And there's a guy there that has a bunch of carrots. I tried to get some from my own, but I couldn't find any at the store. I so did I just, tell you, I was like, Jeff, you go look, here. Don't question yeah. me. Bring, bring carrots and bread with you. <laughs> bread for the ducks, carrots for the muskrats. Fortunately, uh, yeah, fortunately, this guy had some carrots and he'll give you, he just, 
I, his job must be sitting out there feeding muskrat carrots. It is I don't not know. his he's job. Just I want to say, I think he's a homeless man. So Jeff posted an Instagram like video as well afterwards. And I was like, I met the same man. I went, yeah. so I was, I was there for like eight days. I, I don't know how many days. Once I discovered these things, I went daily <laughs> to, to go see them. And this man mm-hmm. was there at like the same time every day. I, I'm not sure if he had a home. I think he did not, but he came and he would bring food for the muskrats and like he loved them and he would share his carrots and like it was just such a joyful little travel experience like he was a local man we did not speak mm-hmm. the same language but he was like teaching me about them like we were somehow communicating he was a magical man and you hold out a carrot and this thing walks very gingerly up to you puts his hands out and takes it his little hands or he'll just yeah. take it really gently in his, in his little in the beaver teeth whatever whatever it is <laughs> they do have weird uh, teeth and then they'll just walk away it's adorable yeah you really you really have to like anybody listening just google it just, just yes. google muskrat Go we find might have it. to send out we have i think to send we need out, to write a really important yeah. blog post i'm like I, go here turn this direction i like dropped a pin and sent it to you i was like go right because i was worried and i, did. I saw this picture of them and I walked down, I, I thought it was just going to be like, you know, on Google images, there's just like somebody saw one one day and they're not usually there. So I kind of walked yeah. around the island and walked to the end of it. And I was, I was kept my expectations low before I got there. Cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to see this thing, but like, that would be nice if I did. And I was, I'd given up yep. and I was actually walking back. And that's when I saw, I was like, wait, I spotted one. And I thought it was a really special mm-hmm. one. And then I looked to the right and there's like, you know, like 20 more of them. Yep. So they're in one particular little area of this little island. Cause I guess every that's day. probably just where people feed them. They're there all day, every day. Yep. And um, yeah, we're going to write a blog post one day about it. <laughs> I mean, that should be, that's good content. That should be 90% <laughs> of our content. It's just techniques just... for feeding the adorable muskrats. <laughs> best time of day, best lighting, how to take a picture with a muskrat. I got some good pictures, good videos, yeah, good things. Pictures. They'll literally climb on you. They're so cute. But anyway, okay. We've I didn't, I didn't allow that. But that's Why a, not? That's a, I, I don't know. What if it bites me? They got my jeans kind of dirty. I have, I've been bit by animals. I had to get rabies shots from a monkey in Bali one time. <laughs> I love the monkey so much. And you much, asked so me Jeff. why I don't want a muskrat climbing on my... <laughs> <laughs> I was a little worried. I also fed the swan. It kind of took a little bite on my finger by accident. I was like, all right, well. Swans are, swans are jerks. They're right they're there mean. with geese. Yeah, they are. They're... There's a lot of swans. Prague is magical, though. There's all these, like, swans. They're they're mean, but they're beautiful. And they're always – they were there when I was there years ago, too. They're always, like mm-hmm. – it's this magical little place where there's muskrats and swans and ducks and castles. It's like you're literally looking mm-hmm. at castles while you're feeding these muskrats. So – I yeah. think we've talked about the muskrat for long enough for anyone listening. Yeah. You mentioned the but, castle. Everyone's going to see that on the top of every list. Yeah. Thoughts on, I know you hate castles. Tell me about <laughs> that. Tell, tell me about okay. the castle. Um, I actually, well, I'm going to get back to town square. There's another castle thing mm. there, but there's a main castle on top of like across the river, there's a hill and there's a big castle on top of it and this big church kind of thing. And it's cool to walk around. I don't like to go in these places. They kind of creep me out, but um, I will say for Prague, for someone who doesn't like the castles or the, all the cobblestones and things, it's a really, be- it's kind of a hike. If you walk it, you can walk, it's like uphill, but then there's a beautiful view of, of Prague. So I would definitely say if you've never been, you're going, it's worth it to go walk up it. But in yeah. the town square as well, there's a, um, there's like the oldest like astrological clock. It's like the oldest working clock in the world. But then there's also, it looks like Halloween town. There's, and I was there right before Halloween. I think, I think I was there then, but there's this like, 
I don't know. It looked like a castle tower. Like it looks like where Harry Potter like or like witches should be living over the town mm-hmm. square. And I kind of liked that one better. I thought it was cooler. But what did you think of all the all the old buildings and castles and things around? Because you probably have a more official view. Of no, it. <laughs> actually, I've kind of I don't do castles. Like I don't I don't believe what? in paying <laughs> to go in a. I don't believe in. I bet paying you're gonna to go say I don't believe in castles. <laughs> like, <laughs> I believe they exist. I believe they exist. They're not like ghosts. I don't, don't want to get political. I don't want to get political here, but. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I I don't believe in paying to go to castles. I've been there twice. I've walked to the front of the castle, and both yeah, times, same. Like, no, I'm not yeah. paying to go in there. But yeah. it's it's it is kind of interesting. It's like one of, or maybe the biggest castle. I think it's known to be one of the biggest castles in Europe, if not the biggest. And there's still a portion that's that's used for the government. Like the yeah, the president Active. stays there, and. Um, when he's in town, they raise the flag, and when he's out of town, they lower the flag. And it's a very political country, and they hate this guy because he's a, <laughs> he's an absolute drunk. And somebody came snuck in there one time, and they stole his flag <laughs> when he was there, <laughs> and they replaced it with a flag with red underwear, and they raised that because they say he's a a brown noser to the red shorts, which would be hmm. Vladimir Putin. So they stole his flag, and they raised a new flag of his red shorts and he's probably too drunk to even notice it but he wasn't too drunk to notice an artist that put a floating giant middle finger that faced his window <laughs> where he stays in the castle in the river the big floating <laughs> middle finger that faced him for about two weeks so he got to look at this giant middle finger You're i did not see that. fun facts Fun facts. I learned all kinds so of good. interesting stuff. I there. love it. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're a fan of castles and buildings and old good one. places, I'd, yeah, I don't. Good. But I do think there's also some really pretty parks, like kind of near the castle. You can walk down all through it. It's just a pretty mm-hmm. kind of place, I think, to like just kind of walk around. Like again, like we said, walk like seven miles a day, hang out, lounge around, see the things. Um, that's my take of Prague. But you can eat pretty we, well too. Like yeah, you, so yeah, we'll we'll have this as the last kind of topic. What do you eat? What is what is Prague known for when it comes or Czech Republic in general for food? Eastern European hearty goulash. I mean, I yeah. love goulash. Anybody who doesn't know goulash is like a it's like a gravy and stewed beef. That's basically. <laughs> I feel like it's like their version of chili, kind of like I don't know. It's a bad description, but. It, it's it's a bad description that's true but like, it's yeah i don't know if mine's much better Thanks. but it's like yeah but it's like uh yeah it's like a gravy and stew and then you just mop it up with um with like yeah. some bread and it's really really heavy and really hearty like most eastern european food is pretty heavy and you probably yeah. shouldn't eat it every day you'd be no huge as big as a house and even i talked to the locals there they're like no we don't eat czech food yeah. every day like we yeah. We, I asked them what they eat in Prague, and they're like, oh, Vietnamese. <laughs> there <laughs> they, was a lot of Vietnamese. It's funny you say Vietnamese. that. I ate pho like seven times. I found this like amazing place to have pho like right near, yeah. and I ate there many times. I, that's fun. I don't know why that is, but I was missing the locals Vietnamese are. food, and it was good. Yeah, yeah that and, and kebabs. I got a yeah, warm spot in my heart for kebabs. You just can't get them in the States. I don't see. There's no kebabs yeah, around. Yeah. And there's a lot of good kebabs Yeah. There. The other thing you will see everywhere there that I think has become kind of more touristy than a local food, but is kind of, there's an argument on which country they're from. And I don't know how there's to say no the local name. They're, well, I'm curious your opinion, because I've heard an argument, but they're called in our bad, uh, not like not good traveler name, Chimney Cakes, <laughs> but they have another local mm-hmm. name that I 
still cannot pronounce after like two months of eating them, but um, you're gonna have to look it up because I'll never get it either. It's a oh, they're called but yeah, I'm just not even gonna try. Google chimney cakes, you'll see they're these kind of like how would you explain them? Cone or not a cone? Well, a cone implies <laughs> that it's like it's like um, an open know, cylinder. It's like a round, like a round, yeah, yeah, it's like a round cylinder of cinnamon and fried. Yeah, unless yeah. some of them put. Some of them put ice cream in You there, can right? put ice cream. That's true. Or chocolate but, stuff like that. But think, yeah, it's like cinnamon sugar kind of. Fried dough. Fried yeah, dough kind of. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I, it's, talking to the, some of the people in the Czech Republic, um, it's funny. They said about four or five years ago, those things just showed up in the Czech Republic. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like somebody just airdropped these chimney cakes <laughs> out of nowhere. They were and all the, make all these the, a touristy thing. And all the, all the Czech people are like, hell is this and <laughs> um, totally funny. And, and then they see it they saw on like on the storefronts authentic uh like, like original check. Ch- czech chimney cakes <laughs> and the czech people are like we haven't seen these until like three four years ago and like they did some of the research on it and they it's hungarian the, the chimney cakes yeah. come from hungry yet yeah. they're just being they're being marketed as czech chimney cakes and all the czech people are like what the hell are you talking about this is not yeah, the world is weird <laughs> it's so odd for a tourist buck <laughs> yeah but i bet i mean like you're gonna you know, see them all over eastern europe now like they were in, yeah. they were in romania they were in hungary i had the they, best they one that, that i had in romania and uh our friend yeah. volley who's romanian he was saying he they claim that they're romanian the hungarians claim it's from there either way they're all over now they're touristy and so anyway, Jeff, any last words of wisdom, thoughts as we kind of close out our thoughts on Prague for anyone who might go visit? I yeah, spend a week there. Um, maybe work maybe just a even couple like of days. Four days. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like if four days if you're not working. Yeah, um, four days is good. Four days, four days is good. Definitely. Yeah. If a week, if you're working, uh, knock out four or five days. Walk, just walk around. Just walk around yeah. and, and pop into stuff that looks good. You can't go wrong. Hop on Airbnb experiences. Um, yeah. There's a ton of cool stuff to do on there. Just a bunch of random stuff. Um, ghost tours at night are pretty. Mm. Are supposed to be pretty cool. I didn't do that one. You probably would have hated that. Cobblestones, <laughs> old buildings, and yeah. ghosts in the dark. I, I could feel the ghost without going on the ghost tours. I don't. I don't and know. Beer, I don't know it includes beer, so it's like oh for four oh, with man. you. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and last thing, there's like, if you want to do something uh, very, very local, it's a place called Horseshoe Bend, where they drive you about an hour outside of Prague. Oh, your pictures were so cool. I saw that. I was like, oh, I wish I had done that. Yeah, there's a a very, very high vantage point where you have to hike through some trees and stuff to get there. And it's overlooking this, what is a perfect horseshoe in a river um, amongst the forest. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's like one of the more local things that you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's it's very very different from when I first went. It's become more of a tourist destination. So you're not going to get like the you're going to get authentic chimney cake. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> just expect just expect that. Just I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a, a you know a full blown local experience. Yeah. But it is fun for a few days. Yeah. So I guess the the overview then from us is not a good place to live as a digital nomad for an extended time is a good touristy place mm-hmm. to go through, whether you're on vacation or just want a little change up as you're living nomad life elsewhere. Uh, drink a lot of beer while you're there. Uh, use Airbnb experiences. That's a great tip for everywhere. And chimney cakes are not authentic and go play with the muskrats and walk around. That's my, <laughs> that's like mostly- my 
mostly go play with the muskrats. Mostly go play with the muskrats. Just go play with the muskrats for a few days. That was great. The park is magical and beautiful there. It's good for your soul. It's good for your soul to do that. I agree. Totally agree. I, yeah, I left feeling just like, I'm just a happier person because of this. So I'm glad you had that experience too. Well, thanks guys for listening to this episode. We hope you liked it. Feel free to let us know, like, if you want to know more episodes on just like specific countries yeah. and experiences like this, if you like the just general nomad tips, destinations, places, like, please send us an email, hello at beachcommute.com and let us um, know what you want to know more of or leave us a comment. Um, leave us leave us comments on the podcast. Anything else, Jeff? Yeah, we can do a ton more specific locations yeah. or zero more. <laughs> let us <laughs> let us know. Is this an interesting what thing? Like you if you like? see, yeah, if you see Budapest pop up next week and you go roll your eyes, I don't want to hear another one. Yeah, of or, yeah. or you want to hear about these? Yeah, we're. I mean, we got no ego tied up into this thing. Just let us know what you want to <laughs> hear for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, that's a wrap. Check out uh, beachcommute.com slash seven jobs if you're ever looking for a digital nomad job, what people are doing. And other than that, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. See you later. Bye.